the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings and investments. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. And uh, we got quite a bit to be talking about on the show today. What's happening in the world today with, with, with the investment markets? What's going on uh, with jobs? What's going on with savings? Uh, a ton of things are happening, and they're starting to happen rather quickly now. And and, and so we, we just want to get right into it. Uh, we had the, the elections this week and a big win for the, the bathroom ordinance. Uh, I got, you know, big shout out to Sam Malone, who really, really did a lot to push that. And, uh, and it was soundly defeated, uh, to, you know, that was just astonishing that, that, that we even had to sit and do this, but it wasn't just a win with the bathroom ordinance. The Republicans won in Kentucky, uh, the governorship, and, and we wanted a number of <coughs> races around the country really. And, and so again, we're winning everything we touch, uh, for the conservative uh, cause, and, and it, it's just it, it's 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 a basically it's a revolution like the Reagan, Reagan revolution, and it's taking time and it's moving forward. But we are winning, and we 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 we're continuing to win, uh, uh, pretty much across the board. And the only place that, uh, if you listen to the mainstream media, you're not seeing that. But but if you look at the polling numbers, if you look at the elections, if you look at anything, any other. Other uh, measurement, we're winning, and the and, and the Republicans are winning. And I I I got an email from uh, Ted Cruz on one of his email lists, and he he brought up something that that Barack Obama still uh, is is not calling the Muslim Brotherhood a terrorist organization, even though uh, that Russia, in Egypt, in a number of com- countries throughout the Middle East are, are said that they're a terrorist organization. They tried to take over over uh, Egypt. And the Muslim Brotherhood took over the country, and all of a sudden, the, the the Christian churches over there started to be attacked. It's a very violently anti-Christian group of people. They they seized power uh, in uh, in Egypt, and it was only a, a a miracle that the Egyptian military finally stepped in. Otherwise, it had been controlled a hardline Muslim country sitting right on the borders with. With Israel, and and it would have it would have been a disaster, uh, and it would have been a disaster for the Christian people in the country, and and yet Barack Obama conti- continues to support the Muslim Brotherhood. I mean, it's inexcusable 
uh, and in, inexplicable uh, why he 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 is so supportive of radical uh, Islam. And 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 it just when the radical Islam is a clear and present danger to our country, and more importantly, it's a clear and present danger to the Christian religion. And uh, and so Ted Cruz is standing up and saying that it is about time, it is time to stand up and declare the Muslim Brotherhood a terrorist organization. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think we all should support him on this issue. Uh, you know, a lot of things coming up this week uh, with, 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 with the politics. Politics is really moving forward. And what I don't want to spend the whole show talking about it, but I think it's important a couple things to understand is understand these are the battles. This is the revolution we're fighting to sit there and, and put forward a conservative free market agenda in the United States and to restore accountability to government. And and that's not an easy thing to do, but we really seem to be making a lot of progress and we're continuing to do it. So that's exciting. Uh, the the other thing, a lot of big, uh, a lot of things happened this week uh, with the markets. Uh, the, 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 we had a big jobs number, uh, 271,000, well above expectations. Uh, uh, and now it looks like the Fed is going to, raise rates here in December for the first time in nine years. A lot of people have been investing, have never even seen a rate increase. We've seen a number of, <coughs> a number of them, and there's a lot of changes that happen uh, when this, this goes forth, and we're going to be talking about that uh, later in the show. But uh, one of the things uh, I wanted to go over, and by the way, this is a live show. She can call us up at 713-339-1070. The Max Out Saving Show is a live show here in Houston, Texas. This isn't a national infomercial running around telling you to attend our seminars or do this or do that. Uh, you're not talking to local reps. You're talking to me, uh, Ted Gioka, and uh, the uh, we're here in Houston, Texas. So. But I came across a, a story in the Wall Street Journal uh, by uh, put together. They, were, they they met with the people, the organization of behavioral human uh, decision processes, in which is way over my pay grade. But it they they came up with a study, and what they did is they they tried to find out why people spend so much, but really we're looking at what are the hidden reasons that people spend so much money. And for retirement planning, this is very important. That's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We manage retire a lot of retirement money for people, uh, IRA rollovers, uh, retirement plans. Uh, but uh, so so we have to deal with this. And, and, and it was an interesting topic. And what researchers found was that the mental wiring for forecasting income is actually great. The people do a good job. How much money do you think you're going to make? What are you going to make this year? Those type of things. Uh, but where it really seems to, to go off the rails is when uh, the the ability to imagine future expenses. So most people can kind of tell you what they're going to make, but they can't tell you what they're going to spend. And, and they've done, they've done research in this, and it, it, it's it's a it's a clear issue. It's not, and 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 what happens is, and this is a really big issue in retirement planning because this this causes people to be unrealistic in setting a budget for retirement planning, so they can sort of figure out what they're going to be able to spend uh, based on using either uh, percentages out of their the re- retirement plan uh, or income from the retirement plan, Social Security, pension, add it all together. They got a reasonably good idea of what they're going to be taking out. But the problem seems to be with uh, 
spending and 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 it's not a it's not that they're bad at it it's 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 human beings in general at are are uh are are pretty bad at that and uh the, and i think really uh th- this has really led me to believe that a lot more planning needs to for, when retirement planning needs to be done on the expense side and, and we spend an inordinate amount of time on the income side but really not a lot of really understanding the expense side and in the expense side is one thing that you can really control and and what they did is is that that they looked at this and they found out that people are 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 basically just terrible at managing outflows at understanding at predicting outflows and 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 so how much they spent and so what what the, what they what the, the studies have shown is is the best way to control this issue is to is to is to come up with an explicit budget and and to give it give to give you some ideas of what we're talking about let's say you get uh you get a raise it's it's five hundred dollars a month and so oh this is great so what do you do with the money and so well, I'm going to go buy a new car uh the the car payment's going to be five hundred dollars a month I'm good to go well what they forget is is they're going to have to pay more in, in their insurance. They're going to have to pay more in gasoline. They're going to have to pay more for other expenses that go with the new car. And, and so they they misunderstood it. Another way to describe this is let's say you live in Houston, Texas, and you're making $48,000 a year. And you decide you get an uh, offer to go to New York, and you get $68,000 a year. Now, the your uh, – your apartment in Houston's about eleven hundred and fifty dollars a month. The apartment up there is three thousand dollars a month, and uh, then you, then the cost to go out to eat is the example was fifty four dollars for two people in, in Houston. It's eighty dollars in New York, and the list goes down the line. So you're making twenty four thousand dollars a year more. So people go, hey, I'm getting a huge raise. This is fantastic. I'm going to be living the high life in New York. But what they forget is just the apartment alone for the same apartment in New York is costing you ten thousand dollars, ten thousand five hundred somewhere in there, and then you start the the cost of going out to eat, the cost of electricity, the cost of transportation, the cost of everything goes through the roof. And in the end, they've moved to New York. They're making a lot more money. They're spending more because they think they're richer, but their expenses were much more higher. So. You ask them, they're going, hey, I'm getting $20,000 a month more to move to New York City. This is phenomenal. Well, but they misunderstood the outflows. So when you're doing – the bottom line with this is what do you do here is is in retirement, our research has shown uh, in managing 20-something years of retirees where people tend to make the mistakes is expenses in outlays. And, and what you have to do is you're going to have to sit there and expense out your outlays for retirement. And if it comes, if it comes, people tend to be in retirement, tend to be pretty happy with much simpler lifestyles, what we found. And so what you want to do is structure your lifestyle for that. And uh, one of the problems you run into is, for instance, if you live in Memorial, a lot of people are living in Memorial in a million dollar home that they paid maybe $400,000 for. It's paid off. They're coming up in retirement. Well, if they're having to pay six, actually eight, ten, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars $25,000 or more a year in taxes to live in the house, you know, maybe somewhere down the way you move into a simpler house somewhere out somewhere else that doesn't have the big tax things. So understand the cost in anything is is, is going to add up the cost of everything at retirement and see how you can you can control your expenses and understand that research has shown very solidly 
that when you're doing a budget for retirement, you're going to be pretty good at figuring out your incomes. You're going to be the majority of the people are are not going to be so good at figuring out the expenses. So the moral of the story here is you want to take a, a much sharper pencil to your expenses side. There's a million little expenses that everybody forgets about. Uh, in, in their operation, in their, in their living, that they just flat out forget about. And, and and I think one of the things I thought a lot about this. I think one of the problems is people tend to they get paid a paycheck every two weeks. It comes in. They sort of know what they have, and so they're good at predicting that. When it comes to 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 spending, the spending's done on a daily basis, and they tend to forget that these small little items every day add up. And 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 really, it's important to control those items and have a I have a very tough uh, iron fist on expenses, and that's the key to retirement. And so something to think about when we, we in coming up retirement, we see a lot of people pay a lot of attention, a lot of financial planners put all this attention into into the income side, and then they forget the most important thing is is the expense side. And, and, and this goes back to something we talked a lot about. I uh, talked about this on the Sam Malone show this week is the, the, the book The Millionaire Next Door, where the millionaires – tend to be the guys that save more money, but but research it tends to be the guy that lives a simple life that controls the expenses. And so understand that that doesn't just apply to building up wealth, but it applies at retirement. And one of the keys for your retirement, so you have a successful long-term retirement, is to control those expenses at retirement. And, and so this is something I really wanted to talk about today. The research is showing it that people are pretty poor at that. So understand that and understand it's a potential weakness and then shore it up with with a more explicit budget at retirement. Take a look at all the expenses. Don't just look at your house note. Look at the insurance. Look at the taxes. Look at the uh, the water. Look at the electricity. Uh, look at the cost of the maintenance of the house and then add it all up and then understand where you are for retirement. Now, we're coming up here in a quick break on the Max Out Savings Show. One other thing, we're going to be writing about some uh, this in our Max Out Savings Report, which is coming up. We just sent out our most recent one uh, a couple of weeks back talking about the markets, uh, what's happening in the world today. Uh, it's a free report. We talk about everything from uh, putting a budget together for retirement to what's happening in the world today. Back in 2007, we were writing about how there was going to be a financial crisis and the investment banks were going to fail. We laid out the case. Nobody in the country did that. Actually, the people that actually laid out that case probably fit on one or two hands. Nowadays, everyone's an expert on financial crisis. Back in 2007 and eight, we were one of the few people that understood it. And so we put all this stuff in the Max Out Savings Report and, and so into very simple forms, we take complex issues and break them down simply so you understand. It's a free report. You just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, and you can sign up. And if you need some help with your retirement, uh, with managing retirement assets in these tough financial times, you can also set up an appointment with me in Houston uh, at the, on the website, and we'll get you set up for retirement. So uh, anyway, we'll be right back after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. 
At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors. Because I live and work here in Houston, I've seen how national and global events impact local investors. People at the bank, at the gym, at the park tell me they're worried about the future. You know what? So am I. That's why I have a savings and investment plan. Do you? Do you feel secure? Spend an hour with me in my Galleria area office and get an idea of what's ahead and how to protect yourself. It's the Houston thing to do. Ted Gioka, Max Out Savings Advisors. Visit MaxOutSavings.com. Dennis Prager here on the next Dennis Prager Show, live from Israel, with 450 of my favorite listeners. The latest from the Middle East and the latest from America itself. Both a regular show and a special show from the heart of the Middle East, Israel. Don't miss the next Dennis Prager Show. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon, right before Michael Medved at 2 on AM 1070. The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. And we're talking savings investments in your retirement. If you have a question, 713-339-1070. Do we have a call? Okay, well, we had a call drop off just now. 713-339-1070. We'll get your questions answered here on the show. Uh we're talking a little bit earlier about the importance of uh, of when it comes to retirement planning. The research has shown that uh, people oftentimes look at they're pretty good at figuring out their expenses, their income for retirement. They're pretty bad about figuring out the their their income. They're good. Their expenses they really underestimate that. In in and so something to really understand when you're putting together that program. And, and so. So anyway, something to think about. And, and so what we this shows the importance of coming up with an expense budget for retirement. And, and, and that's something I think you want to look at. Now, uh, again, if you have any questions or comments, 713-339-1070. Do we have a person yet on the air? Okay, we're working. Uh, now, to kind of another rainy day. In, I mean, it's either like drought conditions in Houston or it's like Noah's Ark. Yeah. Ryan, you were here last week. Okay, other people were flooded out. They were tornadoed out. It was a disaster, but uh, you know, things worked out pretty well. So, uh, anyway, uh, what happened this week in the market? You know, we had some big changes in this market near the end of the week, and really, it was uh, the the employment numbers came in above expectations, which more, means more people were employed. Uh, the actually, let's just take this quick call from Charles. Hello, Charles. How are you doing, Charles? Do we have Charles? Budget that was recently signed by Obama. I understand there's some provisions in there regarding uh, Social Security and not and maybe not having the ability to file and suspend. Can you do you know anything about that? Can you review anything about what's in that budget? 
Uh, yeah, you know, uh, you mean the okay, the budget. I caught just the first part of the call over here. Uh, yeah, look, uh, we're still looking at that, but it looks like it's going to be they're going after the 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 uh, file the the file in in suspend rule and some of these other uh, tricks people are using to try to boost their social security. Is is what that's about? Okay, because I know some I know uh, in some cases, depending on a person's uh, situation. Sometimes it's recommended that uh, they do file and suspend. I mean, especially if uh, uh, you know people don't have enough cash set aside or something, they can do that and then later uh, reinstate it or whatever. And I didn't know what the what's been in that budget. I don't know what else is lurking in that budget, but uh, I didn't know if you had a chance to review what. Yeah, was in you know, there. we looked at that. It looks like the file and suspend where people, particularly also where people work continue to work and they file and then they suspend and continue to work though it looks like those things are being eliminated i think okay so uh, you know I, I think what's happened on this charles is we've really uh is the people are kind of catching on i mean the, the government's trying to clamp down on some of that uh they they, they actually had for did they had to transfer some money over to the disability fund which is going to run out of money either late next year or the year after and so I think they're trying to – it's just going to get tougher and tougher on Social Security. But, yeah, uh, look for that. I don't know if it's going to start right away. We weren't real sure of that, but it's going to happen pretty quickly. Okay, fine. All right. Well, thanks very much. Okay, take care. That's a question. One of the big changes in the budget deficit is was there's two items. One of them is file and suspend, and the other one was I had something to do with spousal benefits. In in, in both of them, they're gonna they're working to eliminate for people particularly that aren't retirement age. Now I had another question come in to us. Do we have an, the person? Okay, we should have them in a minute. Oh, uh, but. Um, yeah, the the budget the budget was a disappointment. I, I felt like having a two year budget was just I don't understand why we did it, but we did. So let's get see what we got. Chuck, you had a question. Hello, for us. Ted. Hi. You know, you know, one of the things a lot of people don't understand is when you're retired, you're not going to have all of those deductions to offset. You know, your home mortgage deductions and all that sort of thing. So in addition to not really having a handle on their spending, they don't realize they're going to start losing out on a lot of deductions. They're probably not going to be in a position to itemize. Yeah, no, that that's it's a real problem in with with the taxes, and we, a lot of our clients tend to be more upper income with a lot different different uh, areas of income. That, that are coming in from real estate or oil and gas or other areas, and it, it, and you're not getting the deductions, and it makes it difficult. You really have to, you really have what to, you, to watch the tax code. What, what additional impact is it going to have on the local economy that Obama just killed the Keystone Pipeline deal? All these refineries, I mean, Exxon and everybody's been doing major expansions, anticipating that they were going to have that uh you know stuff coming in to work on and and now i mean it's like we've been hit with a double whammy yeah uh, that that was really disappointing on that uh because that heavier crude uh what, what chuck's talking about is is the hev the crude coming down from canada is a heavier crude particularly out of uh the tar sands area it, it, and they they did the ref we redid a lot of the refineries so they could uh they could uh process it and now the uh the Obama administration has has stopped the Keystone Pipeline, uh, which is it's very disappointing. The, the company that 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 produced that was building it offered to withdraw the application. The, the Canadian Prime Minister called and wanted to know if they could just suspend the application, and Obama basically just, you know, sided with the environmentalist. 
it's very disappointing that that happened, Chuck. With, with I, I think it was a direct, a direct slap at Houston and Texas in general. Look, I, I, I've had a, a Texas senator on my show that that uh, that sitting Texas senator that basically made the comment that you know uh, Barack Obama certainly ha- has it in for the state of Texas. Oh, you know, we are being punished every way he can. Yeah, he's a real piece of work. I mean, I, I don't, you know, and and it's just. Uh, uh, it, it's it's pretty spiteful, and 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 th- this is going to continue to go on for the next year with him. I mean, I I I, I think it's a mistake for uh, the presidential candidates not to keep attacking Barack Obama. I I I, I don't think by any means that Hillary is the shoe in to get in there, and uh, so I think you continue to attack Obama, and then you, you you know eventually if she is the one, then you just pivot over to she she's just a continuation. I, I think there is such a reign of terror that everybody is afraid of of this cabal that that I mean we're we're literally on the verge of of fascism right now. You know, yeah, I I hear you on that, Chuck. It sometimes it feels a little bit. Look here, and this is what I tried to talk about at the beginning of the show. Look, we're starting to win. the The public is behind us. Ted Cruz got up there. And, and and basically stood down the media and stood up to the media uh, on the last debate and got the highest ratings that uh, that Luntz has ever gotten while while doing these debate doing uh, focus groups in these debate they have little electronic meters the highest reading he ever got was when he stood up with it and that wasn't the Tea Party that wasn't the Tea Party focus group that was a focus group that included. Uh, conservatives, Republicans, and independents, and maybe some Democrats. People are fed up with this. The American people are backing us up, and we just need to stand our ground. We need to move forward and continue to move forward and just not pay attention to what they're doing. And and, and, and in the end, we're going to get the country back, and we're going to store order to the country, and we're going to make government responsible. Uh, and and I, I, I think we're winning, and I think everywhere it's starting to come about, and, and I think the only thing that the, the media has done a very good job of making us think we're not but we are but yeah i appreciate but the, the call, problem Chuck. is we're winning with the informed people but the informed people are now a minority the great unwashed masses don't understand and don't care all they know is their checks in the mail well no Chuck, that look what you find when you do radio is is what you really understand is is you're not basically coming up with original ideas. All you're doing is articulating what the majority of people are, are thinking out there, and and once you and, and 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 that's what that's why that's why Rush Limbaugh has a massive audience. It's not that he comes up with so many original ideas. He's basically repeating what's in people's heads. He has a massive audience. Fax has a massive audience. The audiences on MSN, all these other ones are are going down. Only twenty percent of this country are are the workers, the doers, and the leaders. In, in in be it you know in in general, those guys we're getting their hearts and minds. The other ones are going to fall in behind them. The problem is the fifty percent of the voters are the you know fifty percent vote. So we've got a massive audience. We've got a massive presence. With twenty percent, we're still outnumbered by the thirty percent of you know the checks in the mail. No, no, well, no, Chuck. What we need to do is. Uh, is we need to turn out the vote. 
You, you have to turn out the vote. You have to articulate your position and then get your voters to come out. And we've done a bad job of articulating our position. We've done a very bad job of getting our, our voters. You can't you, you can't basically pr- run your campaign to, to, to appeal to the other side. You have to appeal to your side. You get them behind it, and you get to vote, and you're going to win. I, I, I think that's what it is. And, and – uh, and and I think we just have to keep going forward with that. And you look at these elections, we're winning. We won another governorship. We're winning governorships. We're winning state houses. We control 68% of the state houses in the country uh, out of 100. Uh, we control the governorships. I mean, we're winning everywhere we go in this country. I'm afraid that when we come to national elections, especially for president, that's where you're going to have the turnout of the uninformed, the you know the 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 great unwashed masses, and they're going to be bust to the elections. You know the the problem is we have literally witnessed a takeover of all the major businesses by that cabal. I mean they're 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 having to pay fealty to them for the work for the tax breaks for all the yeah, other well things. yeah look that's because government has gotten so that's because government's gotten in everybody's business but when Bingo. it comes to the to the voting booth and uh yeah so uh, uh chuck i've got to get off because i got another call holding here but thanks. yeah we're gonna win on this thing and understand that, i hope so i pray so thanks Ted. okay i mean start seeing the positive we're starting to win it's just taking some time now we've got another call coming in well coming in in a minute it looks like uh but uh, understand that we just need to get the turnout. We need to articulate our position, and people will follow us. We, you know, it's, it's more of a follow the leader. We've got a call coming in from Tom. Hello, Tom. Hey, Ted. How are you? Great. Hey, uh, you do a great job with these shows and your newsletter. Thank you. Anyway, I had a question. I just recently retired and, and listening to you talk about the expenses. You know, we've kind of been through that exercise, and you're right. That's that's important and hard to guess, but the. Uh, you know, the 900-pound gorilla in that exercise is uh, anticipating health care expenses in retirement. Yeah. Uh, of course, working, I had, you know, uh, employee health care and all that. Uh, but when you retire and then you get to Medicare, you're going to have Medicare expenses and then presumably, like, buying a Medigap policy to supplement that. Yes. Um, what's your crystal ball telling you about what to uh, anticipate? as far as uh, health care expenses in retirement? Look, I think right now they're a major problem. I think they're. I think this is the high watermark for medical costs, and I think they're going to start going down. Uh, two things are going to happen. We're going to redo uh, Obamacare and get rid of it. But the other thing is technology in corporate America is coming up with more and more ways to cut expenses and become much more efficient in, in treating these diseases in on a cost efficient basis. And it's gonna be there's gonna be a huge amount of pressure on that. And I think the technology is starting to go that way. So I think we're at the high water mark right here. If we can get Obamacare rolled back, the costs are gonna drop and the treatments I think are over time with technology are going to cause things to drop. And, and what we're seeing is the hospitals are all coming together as networks, and they're going to become more efficient at costs. I think the costs are going to go down over time. But make no mistake, some of the research I've seen, it's going to take $170,000 uh, of, of your retirement expenses to pay for, for health care uh, through retirement. That's a lot of money, and, and that, that's a big chunk of people's retirement. And so, so we really need to concentrate on getting health care costs for retirees down. 
Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's one reason I was curious, since you obviously do a lot of this planning with your clients, you know, when you're when you're doing that expense analysis, just kind of what you're guesstimating, because I've been through that, and it's like throwing darts, you know, you don't really know, uh, and of course, you know, you're retired in your 60s, if you live to mid-80s, you know, you're talking 25 years, yeah, and, what, what, and one thing I've been the... hearing different numbers, and I have really, like I say, when you do that investment, or uh, expense analysis it's like boy that's a big number and i feel like i'm guessing well that that is we're actually doing some work on this now i was really surprised by this i kind of suspected it but but they, but it kind of jumped out when i saw the research we're going to do some more and we're going to put together a a retirement uh expense planner so people can i know there's been a lot of work done on the other side but but from 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 the research i've seen i now understand that that the expense side is 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 a big thing for retirement and we're going to put together some work on that in, a, in, a, in an expense sheet for, for our clients, and we're going to send it out to uh, readers of the Max Out Savings Report as well here in the next, within the next month. Well, I think that's terrific because I think you're really onto something there. You know, having, you know, just being a person that's trying to go through this now, it's, uh, that, that's a real mystery. Yeah, it really is, and people tend to do a, a, a kind of an easy uh, thing on the expenses and look at their just big ones, and they forget about all the, the minor stuff. Well, yeah, you've got your premiums, you know, like I say, for, uh, for Medicare. You've got your premiums for, say, a Medigap, and then, you know, you're out of pocket and all that. It's, it's, to me, it's kind of complex. And, yeah, uh, yeah health care is the worst, the worst expense we have. It really, it's, it's a huge problem. And, and the, other, the other bad thing about it is it, it can kind of come out of nowhere and run at big, big cost. Oh, yeah, and, you know, me and the wife are pretty healthy, you know, so we don't have a lot of these chronic uh, medications that you read about that people are, you know, getting killed on, but... You never know what's going to happen 10 or 20 years from now. Yeah. No, you're right. Hey, Tom, thanks for the call. Yeah, hey, I look forward to seeing that in the report. That's uh, great. Thanks so much. Sure thing. Yeah, one other interesting thing is on health care costs, Valiant has been under – the stock collapsed under $80 this week. This was a hedge fund, an institutional favorite, a drug company. They would buy other drug companies' drugs, and then they would run that. So if the pills were $5 a pill, they would start charging $80 a pill, and they, w- they were running up the expenses on the on the pills. Well, it finally fell apart. They were trying to buy another major drug company They were that had massive amounts of R&D spending because they were trying to develop new drugs. They were going to cut all of that and then jack up the price of the prescriptions. And so now the company's in financial trouble. This is a this was another big win. I, I look, I think the drug companies are going to be under more pressure. I think the numbers about 1% of the drugs eat up 25 to 30% of of all the the prescription costs comes from only 1% of the drugs. So we're going to have to start taking a little harder look at drug cost. But anyway, because healthcare is really a, a major expense for retirees. Now, coming up here in a quick break, we're going to be talking about some what's going on with the market, some big changes this week. Uh, uh, stick with us. And by the way, if you'd like a free copy of that Max Out Savings Report, you want to be on the list, it's all free. Go to maxoutsavings.com. That's M-A-X-O-U-T savings.com. We'll put you on the list. And you can also sign up for uh, an appointment with me if you'd like, and we'll show you how we manage money at Max Out Savings Advisors. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this quick break. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors. Because I live and work here in Houston, I've seen how national and global events impact local investors. People at the bank, at the gym, at the park tell me they're worried about the future. You know what? So am I. That's why I have a savings and investment plan. Do you? Do you feel secure? 
Spend an hour with me in my Galleria area office and get an idea of what's ahead and how to protect yourself. It's the Houston thing to do. Ted Gioka, Max Out Savings Advisors. Visit MaxOutSavings.com. It takes a Houstonian to know what a Houstonian needs when it comes to savings, investments, and retirement. And Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors knows what Houston investors need. This native Houstonian raised his family and built his investment firm right here in Houston. He knows that Washington and Wall Street can impact Houston investors, and he'll share that insight with you. For a confidential review of your investments in Ted's Galleria area office, call Max Out Savings Advisors or visit MaxOutSavings.com today. Consistently conservative voices on AM 1070, The Answer. I'm Hugh Hewitt. This week in the Town Hall Review, what does it mean to have Paul Ryan as Speaker of the House? Number one, it means we run Congress the way it was supposed to be run, the way the founders intended it to be run. Ted Cruz, star of the last Republican debate, talks issues. A simple 10% flat tax that abolishes the IRS is such a powerful growth machine. As does Carly Fiorina, star of the debate before that. First, we need to secure the border. It takes manpower, it takes technology, mostly apparently. It takes political willpower and leadership. And we'll look at the difficulty of winning over millennials. Actually, the family unit is very important to this generation. But they don't necessarily think that they should be in a position to judge what is a family or isn't a family. Join us for our program and visit our new website at townhallreview.com. Town Hall Review. Sunday mornings at 6 on AM 1070. The Answer. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. If you've got a question or comment, give us a call, 713-339-1070. That's what Jerry did. Hello, Jerry. Hey, Ted. Good morning. Uh, you had a question for us. Yes, uh, Ted. I have a, about a, probably a 10-, 11-year bond ladder, and it represents about 50% of my assets. And what are your concerns about interest rates? I know we're at all-time lows. Uh, do I just continue to roll that, or what would be your recommendation? Yeah, look, I think for now, since your your ladder's already in place, correct? Yes. When did you put it in place? Uh, you know, over the last uh, six years, seven years. Okay, so you got some pretty good good yields in those bonds. Yeah. Okay, then you want to just leave it in place. Okay. And the reason a bond ladder is, is is you ladder out, let's say, ladder 10 years and you put 10 different bonds in. And then every year a bond comes due and then you buy the next bond on the 10th year. So you're always getting the further out you invest, the higher the interest rates are. So you're getting putting it at high rates. Yeah. Now, if you would if you would have done the 10 year ladder right now, I'd be a little more cautious. But since it's in six years and some of your longer term ones are probably pretty good, I would continue to stick with that. I think rates are going up here. I don't think they're going up as much as people think because I think that we're in a period, the, the, the analogies from the 30s to the 50s in here. And back then, the Federal Reserve kept long-term rates low for 15, 20 years or more. And I think you're going to see the same thing. I think right now rates are just too low overall. And so, and I think they're going to start going up over the next six months or so. Uh, we, uh, so anyway, yeah, I would stick with that right now. And you still feel that uh, you're trying to get yield from dividend stocks is, is probably just uh, uh, short side at the point. Just wait for a better entry. Yeah, you know we're starting to see that. I I tell you what, for the first time in two years, two and a half years, I'm starting to see some income ideas I'm comfortable with. It's been very frustrating dealing with this market, but we're starting to see stuff when you can start getting nine, eight, nine percent 
uh, in some of these cases and some of these MLPs, if they've got any type of growth at all, that's a pretty good deal. It's been my experience that if you can get in that type of range, uh, you'll be okay. If you can get rates, dividends near 6% with some growth, you should be okay. And we're finally, because we're, we're seeing that in and, and and so I I think we're going to start seeing some better income finally. I mean, strangely enough, that the, the uh, they haven't even raised the short term rates, Jerry. They've ra- the long term's gone up about thirty basis points on the ten year in the last couple right. weeks, but over the last couple months, uh, and we haven't seen much much move. But but we have seen a lot more movement in other sectors of the market, in the MLPs and stocks in different areas of the market that are starting to give some pretty good dividends. Yes. Do you think you'll see some tax loss selling in MLPs here at the fourth quarter? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, great show as usual, Ted. Okay. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I mean, that Jerry made a good point. I I do think you're going to see some tax loss selling there. Uh, uh, I, I think that, I that, you know, if, if you can get some of these things and you're just willing to live long-term with that dividend, maybe not a lot of growth, that's an, an 8% dividend is not bad. Look, this week, big change. Interfederal uh, – uh, Payroll numbers came in at up 270,000. They are projecting about 140, 150,000. Pretty much the Fed said they're going to raise rates in, in December. The utility index fell about 3.5% this week uh, or, or Friday. Some of the utility stocks, a lot of them were down over 5%. A lot of the income stocks were down very substantially here. Uh, a big change. Uh, you know the the uh, a lot and 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 so people are saying, uh oh, is this going to be the start of the of of the increase in the federal in Federal Reserve interest rates? Remember, interest rates haven't gone up for for nine uh, nine years, and a lot of people haven't been in markets were rising interest rates for nine years. When I got started in this business, we were buying treasuries, long term ten fifteen year treasuries yielding ten percent or more. And and right now the 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 ten year is at two point three. Now what we sort of thought is, I really thought that the, that with the economy selling down, particularly in China, in the emerging markets in Australia and uh, South America, Africa, Russia, places like that, India, uh, and and the and the drop in commodity prices, I thought we would see another drop in the ten year Treasury and and to be uh, some flight to safety. We're not quite seeing that, and there's been a little reversal there. I, I think I, I think we, we still are going to see some type of problems. The, the market has has rebounded off the lows in in uh, August, uh, September lows, uh, quite a bit and recovered a lot of that. But one thing we've not noticed about this is we've not seen a recovery in commodity prices. Almost every single rec- uh, economic recovery in the last hundred years has been preceded by an increase in commodity prices. There's no jump in commodity prices. Oil's back in the 44s as of Friday. Uh, and it's not just oil. It's copper. It's aluminum. It's lead. It's uh, iron ores dropping. I think iron ores dropped for six days in a row. Uh, so we're not seeing that. The The other big trend we want to watch right now and we're watching, I, I think, is is the dollar has gone up. Remember, all of a sudden, people think the short-term, we're not talking the long-term, but the short-term rates are going up for the first time in nine years. That's got people a little spooked. The dollar has risen up this week because people are thinking, well, if the interest rates are going to go up in the U.S. and they're so low elsewhere in the world or close to zero, I'll just come to the U.S. 
Well, that's a good thing for us is that our currency is strong. But the problem is, is what you're going to see happen is it's going to hurt earnings for major S&P companies. Over 40% of, of, of the earnings come from overseas in the S&P 500, and that's going to be hurt. And also now interest rates are going up too, which is another big negative. So, uh, And the question is, with the rising dollar, this is going to put huge pressure on China uh, to do something. We still think they're going to devalue. Their currency reserves went up a little bit in the most recent announced numbers. I think think they're they're playing some games. I saw one report that said they're they're, they're now using some of the futures uh, on the foreign exchange to try to disguise some of the drawdown in their – their foreign exchange reserve, they bought another $2.1 billion worth of gold in the last month. They're trying They're trying to stabilize their currency, and there's huge amounts of money pouring out of China because they're very concerned about what's happening in China. I think they're going to have to devalue. That's going to be one of the things that we're, we're going to want to watch here uh, and see. But so remember, all of a sudden, starting Friday, this is a big story here, The the, the it's it's gone up. People think there's close. There's about an eighty percent or more chance that they're going to raise rates in December. First raise rate in nine years. I think this is going to spook the market a little bit because higher interest rates aren't good for the market. Uh, now they they will tell you that the economy is better than expected and improving, so that's going to be good for the market. The negative is higher interest rates aren't good for the market, and a higher dollar is not good for the stock market. So. So something to think about. I think it's going to be viewed as a negative, and we'd be very cautious. Other big thing that happened this week, another big story. Actually, a lot of stuff kind of went uh, – this was kind of a big week for a lot of things. Whole food market missed earnings. You said, Ted, so what? Whole Foods been missing earnings, and so has a lot of the other companies out there. Yes, but Whole Food missed – and they announced they're going to have to spend more money improving their stores, building out their uh, – I think it's their 360 brand uh, – to kind of lower cost stores. And you say this is good, but they also they announced they're going to lever up their balance sheet and borrow a billion dollars to buy back stock and the stock went down anyway. And in a lot of a lot of, of of analysts out there were critical of this because they're like, "Well, wait a minute. Don't you need you guys are losing market share. Uh your your costs are too high. Your systems like your uh card reader systems and everything are antiquated. They have to be updated. You've got to do an expansion. Why are you also borrowing money to buy back stock? Shouldn't that money be put into the store to build up the company? And, and so we're starting to finally see some pushback on on the, on all these announcements by executives that every time they miss a quarter they buy back more stock to keep the price of their stock up so they can hold their jobs. And, and this is a big thing cuz the here's the big question we have to ask ourselves. When companies when their earnings slow down, when they have trouble, when they're making transition, they have to expand, is it better to put that off and buy back stocks so your company's or stock price looks good now? And you don't hire workers, you don't put in new plant equipment, you don't do R&D, you don't give workers raises, or is it better to halt the stock buyback programs and start investing in the United States of America, in, 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 in your company, in your employees, in your research and development, in building new plant equipment? And that's going to be the big thing going forward here. There's finally This week, we finally saw some pushback from a lot of guys that were big champions uh, of stock buyback programs, Jim Cramer was one that all the, that have been that have been cheerleading all these programs and cheerleading every time more executive more employees are being fired. And we're not talking about companies that the oil price goes from a hundred to forty five and they have to lay off workers. We're talking about companies in a lot of cases 
that their earnings are pretty good, but they're just trying to beat their bogeys so they get their bonuses. It, and, and that's becoming a problem in this country. And we're coming up in a presidential election. It's going to be part of it. So I think this is something we're going to want to watch closely. By the way, uh, this is a live show, the Max Out Saving Show. If you've got a question or a comment, you can give us a call at 713 713- Three three nine ten seventy. That's seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. Here in the Max Out Savings Show, and we'll get your questions answered. The uh, uh, we we're talking earlier about uh, some of, some of the research we came across with an- another area for spending uh, uh, problems. We're really we're they're now seeing that some of the spending problems in retirement are really deep seated. Uh, I won't say psychological issues, but programming issues the way people think. And and one of the other ones was willpower to control spending. And there's two groups of people out there. This was fascinating. There's two groups of people. One of them thinks that they have a limited amount of willpower. So if they cut spending today, they can spend some more money tomorrow. Uh, it's kind of a reward. And then there's other people that had – they feel they have unlimited willpower to do whatever they want. And so they can – they can not spend money today, but then they can also not spend money tomorrow. And what they found is if you have a if you think you have a limited amount of willpower, then you have to be careful about about rewarding yourself the next day because you tend to spend more money the next day and lose out part of a part of the, of of the uh, of the gain that you've gotten from your willpower. So understand you have a limited amount of willpower to sit there and not spend money and keep not spending money. So when you reward yourself, only do it sparingly a little at a time and don't put back your savings. Don't build up your savings pro one day and then take it back to zero the next day on, on that. And it's something, understand you have an unlimited amount of willpower, not a limited amount of willpower. And, and that's often times something that people look at and, and mis- misinterpret. Uh, that was also the research on that. It's interesting, some of the stuff that is coming down, you sort of ancillary thought there was some type of issue, uh, but but it's when you actually see some of the research, it, it, it's it's pretty fascinating. Um, what, what to look for the, going forward this week? A couple big things. Looks like rates are going up as of Friday. Uh, the Fed, look for a, dece- a hike in December at the next Fed meeting. Uh Big drop in the utilities Friday, huge drop in the utilities, big drop in bond prices, which means yields jumped up, uh, income, a lot of income issues went up. And I think this is going to give us an opportunity to pick up some good income-based uh, investments in here somewhere. I still think I still think this economy is going to have some type of shock coming up. Uh, I still think the the issue in China is a bigger deal than people think. But if you can lock up re- a return that you're willing to live with over the longer term, it's not a bad place to be. You have to sort, and that's one thing we're doing a lot of a research on now. Un- understand uh, what we could never justify was getting in some of these MLPs that were yielding three and a half or four and a half percent because they were going to grow over time. When when a company is paying out ninety percent of their revenue to you and not really investing for the future, that's not a good return. But if you can get eight percent, eight or nine percent, and maybe it's only going to grow a little bit over the long term, that's a good return because you're getting back quite a bit of money and we found that 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 that's going to be something that's one thing we're really looking at uh i i think interestingly enough the environment for fixed income 
for retirement is better than it's been in the last two and a half years. And I think it's going to get better. We're very cautious in here. I think you really want to have your guard up. Uh, I, I think I think this stronger dollar is not well understood. A, a rising interest rate environment is not well understood by Wall Street. And we have stock markets that went and retraced our, their hold, a lot of their decline since August is going right back up again. And now we have a higher dollar, higher interest rates in a slower economy. And that's not good. So things have gotten worse. So I still think you want to have, in this world today, you want to have your defense on. I still think it's now's the time to do that. If you need some help managing your retirement, if you're coming up to retirement, if you're switching jobs, you need to roll over your IRA your your 401k to an IRA rollover. That's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We manage people's retirement money. If you need some help, uh, we'll be happy to help you out. We use TD Ameritrade to hold your assets, and we make the decisions for you. Uh, if, if you want, just you can sign up for a free uh, sit-down with me. We'll go over your situation. I'll be happy to meet with you. Just go to maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. And you can also sign up for our free Max Out Savings report. At a minimum, sign up for the free report. Uh, we have all types of great things on everything from common 401k mistakes to how to save for retirement to our, we're going to come up with a, 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 uh, an, a spending uh, sheet to help you budget for retirement. So if you need some help, go to the website. It's maxoutsavings.com. We see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070. The answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.